0: Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie, right here on 104.9 The Horn, the Hump. day edition of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn, and we are jam packed. We got a lot to get to, and we don't have enough time to do it. Uh, of course, usually I'd be saying go strolls. I still say go strolls, but they did receive an Old Testament, old biblical style butt whipping at the hands of the Phillies last night. We'll break it down. Thank God we got a, a former major leaguer to help us do it. We got a man, Hardball to break it down. We'll do that in top of the three, top of the five. We also got Texas, K-State. We got that breakdown. We got the top of the four o'clock, top of the six o'clock. That's how that breaks down. Also, we got your flex at three forty-five. College football playoff rankings have been released. We'll get to that coming up next segment. Also, do it again in the six o'clock. So we got a lot to get to before we do. Let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the Forty Acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Although pivot ain't easy for
1: him, it's a breeze. He is Mike Hardball Hard. What's going on, my man? Glad to be back in the saddle again. Getting ready to talk a little baseball, getting ready for football action. Last night, we had some action Uh that was going down. (laughs) I got in on that. I got in on that. Please believe me. Always do. (laughs) But before we get into anything, let me talk about my boy that sits across from me. He hails from H Town with the Get Down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud car carrying member of DBU. Legendary Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen he's a former NFL DB that we get the benefits of enjoying his passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments, but he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rob Babes.
0: I appreciate the intro section hanging out with the legendary Lifetime Longhorn, Derek Johnson. There it is. Uh, today. So uh, he's doing well. Good, I mean, good. Looks like he can still play. Yeah, uh, But yeah, let's not waste any time uh, <laughs> introducing a legend right here at ARN. He is the idealionaire right here. Also one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a Huffle spirit, period. We don't know what his But we do know he's underpaid. He's my man, Patrick Davis. How you doing, brother?
2: Doing good, doing good. Would have been doing a lot better
0: if that game
2: last night didn't happen, but... I know, you know. I know, we're going to
0: move on. So I, I saw Patrick <laughs> walking, walking Lou this morning, and I uh, started to talk to him about the struggles. I was like, I'm not going to ruin his morning. <laughs> yeah, he's just trying to walk it off. He's trying to walk yeah, yeah, it we off. Just, I just raved and kept it moving. Like I said, uh, yeah, that's all right. Uh, all right. Let's not waste any time. Of course, you are the heartbeat, the pulse of this thing. Uh, oh, Chan wants us to know Twitch ain't working, guys. So he just threw that up there. On no, the text he's let us know right Spex away. Line. Shout out. Shout out to my man Chan working hard for us. We appreciate it. Uh, but you can also be a part of the show. See Specs X line, that you are the heartbeat of this thing, all right? <laughs> wouldn't work without you. 512-337-3776. You also can hit us up via Twitter. My man Harge is at HardballHarge in the Twitterverse. Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. And I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. All right, Harge, I'm glad you're here yeah. um, because, I mean, your expertise <sighs> is needed. Uh, yeah. And a lot of Astros fans out here need you to break it down for us now because Lance McCullers on the mound and it was not pretty. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't pretty at all, and um, we can get into all the particulars of it and his performance, but a little, uh, little, little into the fifth, and I, a lot of Astros fans were upset that he made it that far. Um, they don't uh. think he should have even made it around to the fifth inning that Dusty probably should have pulled the plug a little bit earlier. That's something I want to get your thoughts on. The big topic of discussion, and Patrick, I want your thoughts as well because I know you were deep in on this, in, uh, deep in on it too as an Astros fan. Was and we'll hear from Lance McCullers as
1: well. Uh, was Lance McCullers tipping his pitches? Well, first off, bang bang, they hit that thing. Yeah, they, you know hit, what that, I'm they saying? hit. Oh, they
0: oh, and they what?
1: hit multiple. Lance, bangs. oh, they got.
0: Oh man, Lance, they yeah, it ain't no fun if your homies can't have. <laughs> exactly, none. everybody, shared, everybody they, wants yeah. some of that. They got. Yeah, everybody they wanted to whispering little that,
1: secrets. Hey, 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 let me tell you about <laughs> what's going on up there, man. It's funny because, um, so. First off, let me tip my cap. That's what you do. You tip your cap when oh, yeah. people got you You pegged. And it didn't matter what Dusty did, to be quite honest with you. You could have left him in there. You could have brought in Roger Clemens. You could have brought in Phil Necro. You could have brought in Nolan Ryan after that point. Okay. The biggest thing is the Astros didn't score any runs. They didn't let's, score any let's runs. Not let's not get away with this talking about what happened to Lance okay. when you For look that, at the fact that there's a lot of goose eggs that were put up on this board. And shout out to Ranger Suarez. Ranger Suarez had control of that game from the very beginning, first pitch that he made. Bad thing for the Houston Astros, and this is they giveth and they taketh away from you. We get excited when we're sitting here and the Astros are playing midday and all of a sudden we start our show and I look at Patrick and Patrick's going, it's one nothing. Jose Altuve then already hit a home run, first pitch of the game. That's great. But when Jose Altuve has been struggling and he goes up there and swings at the first pitch, mm-hmm. and then you bring in the Golden Glover, my man Pena, and he swings at the first pitch, and then Alvarez goes up and he swings at the second pitch or third pitch, and my man gets out of the first inning with five pitches and nobody's done anything. nobodys I don't think even everybody got back to their seats yet from the Phillies. <laughs> if he gets a base hit, and They get excited like they did at home when they busted that inning open in the second, I mean, the mm-hmm. first inning when they hit the first three pitches, yeah. And everybody was excited hit about those it, doubles, like three, yeah, three, three doubles, and row. yeah. Boom. Then everybody's momentum. excited.
0: Momentum is yours, you ma- monopolize the momentum,
1: exactly. It's but yours. then you yeah. go back to the fact that you can't be over aggressive if you're not hitting the ball hard consistently. You have to make a pitcher like that work. Because this is a guy that he's coming back on short rest. Yeah, He's coming back on short rest. Let him pitch and let him be able to to go out there and get some pitches up. Get the pitch count up. You didn't give it a chance. And so as you look at it, yes, Lance did some things. And I'll get into the tipping of the pitches a little bit. But the fact of the matter is the Astros' game plan was not good from the very beginning. It's a good point. I mean, they, he got no run support
0: at all. The big Zero. topic, obviously, the headline is Lance McCullers giving up five home runs uh, in a little over four innings pitch. That's, that, that's right now what everybody's talking about. And whether he was tipping pitches or not, right. some people believe he was. Some people just said that he wasn't. They just had a great uh, scouting report. He knew exactly where and when those pitches were going to come get to the plate. And to me, for the Astros, I think the most disappointing thing now, I keep reflecting as an Astros fan on Game 1, a game Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. you had uh, and you blew that game, and now this one. Not not only do do the Phillies have the momentum, obviously, in the series, but they have the momentum via a a blowout win, Mm -hmm. just a dominant – just say like I said, old testament style butt whipping they put on the Astros, they left no doubt. And also they got a comeback win. Yep. Yep, that's huge. And those are huge in a series. And it's yep. just psychologically for the Astros. Yeah. To me as an Astros fan, that I, I feel even more defeated. Because you had one game where you thought you had it, then they came back to it, and that was it, with your ace on them. Mm-hmm. All right, yep. Your ace of aces. What's your, what's and aces. With your way, Cy Young award winner, yeah, your possibly. A- your aces have not been great for you. Right. Your bullpen's been good. but bullpen's been good for you, but not your aces. And that's the thing. That's and it's been
1: announced, too, that he will start. And when I say he, I mean Justin Verlander, will game start five. game five. Yeah. He came give, out today.
0: And give Philly's uh, manager, was it Rob Thompson? Was Rob, Rob Thompson. Give him credit because – when they had the delay, and mm-hmm. we talked about it, yep. and I asked, I said, "Harris, they'll change up the pitching rotation." You said, "Yeah, the Phillies will do something; the Astros won't." Right? Phillies did something. That slight minor adjustment with Suarez. Yep. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, as and and as a and, and it's not Dusty's fault that Lance McCullers had a meltdown in the World Series. It's not his fault, but the lack of urgency. Yeah. In you know I mean in your managerial decisions. I think that's going to come back to haunt him. And I understand it in the Verlander thing. Well, not really, because you can just look at the yeah. latest stats on Verlander. It's like, yeah. well, I knew this was coming. Yeah, there he but, is. Get
1: him out. Probably should have <laughs> yeah. had a,
0: a yeah. you know a, a shorter leash there. And then, yeah. of course, now with Lance McCullers, probably should have had a shorter leash there. Uh, now, neither of those are Dusty's fault. But you got to be able to coach uh, with some tactical urgency. Uh, uh, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and there is a lot of times, too, you can – And I heard uh, Coach Ty Harrington on with uh, Aaron Hogan this morning, and I've known Ty since I was 17 years old. So um, we think a lot alike when you're playing the baseball game because there's so many different nuances that go Mm -hmm. into it and and ebbs and flows. And I never coached at the level that Ty did, so he's got even more of those uh, situations that he's been through. But the one thing that I've always talked about, is the leadership behind the plate. I've been giving Riel Muto, the catcher for the Phillies, who, by the way, he got a gold glove as well. I've been giving him a lot of credit because he's not afraid to be confrontational. And I'm not saying Maldonado's not, but if Maldonado, who's been catching um, McCullers for such a long time, if he noticed something about him, They should have had that conversation in the dugout. They never came to the mound Right, and they should have went to the mound. Or they should have went in the dugout, and we're not privy to the dugout. Although, uh, by the way, can we all agree that those interviews in the dugout are the dumbest things that you could possibly do in the middle of a game? Coming to ask, hey, what did you do when you got up to the plate? I saw the ball and I hit it. (laughs) <laughs> like, what do you think? I mean, I'm not – I can't give you, oh, yeah, he's tipping his pitches. So Bryce Harper but came I to me Long and told did,
0: me. He did smile. He, right. he did give you a little smirk. Right. And he, I don't know. I, I, I thought he kind of hinted that, hey, man, you know, there
1: might be something going on. There. There, that's, that's between us. Right. And that's what it should be. And But that's my point. It's like, leave these guys alone. Let them stay focused on the that's game. True. And you can – if you want to talk to the manager, go talk to the manager. Don't talk to the players. Talk mm-hmm. to the pitching coach. Talk to somebody else besides the guys that are Participating in the game, yeah. But I did look at this a different way in the fact that Maldonado did not go out and talk to uh, uh, McCullers. I no. thought that was big. And if he was, if he, you could see that he didn't. Ha- he wasn't sharp from the very beginning. So with him not being sharp, I think that you should be able to go into the dugout and say, "Hey, man, we might need to get somebody going because Lance doesn't have it right now." the ball is tumbling out of his hand instead of breaking and i know he throws like 50 or 60% explain, explain the tumbling instead of the ball of breaking to the when, it, when he's throwing the curveball it was just kind of floating towards mm. the plate it wasn't so it didn't have command. that di- it didn't have that dive okay. away from my bat all like right. if I'm up there and I see it and it's just staying up, drop. It's sometimes it'll drop underneath it. Mm. These guys were sitting up there because he kept flipping it up there, like it was almost like a get me over breaking ball instead of a I'm a bury you breaking ball where it, it bites hard and goes. You got to block it. The catcher's got to block it. It wasn't doing that. He was okay. throwing too many of them for strikes and leaving it elevated. And that's one of the things too. When when you're when you're a hitter and you know a guy doesn't have it, and you followed that scouting report of what are his best pitches and how he's going to get you out. And if you're dialed in, it don't matter what he throws. I was talking to Zay on the way out of here, and Zay was like, what do you think? I said, there's different guys that can tip their pitches and get away with it. it won't matter. It won't matter because they're that good. Nolan Ryan – can Tell you that a fastball is coming, you know, a fastball is coming, but you don't know if it's coming at your head, you don't know if it's coming at your ribs, you don't know if he's coming on the outer third of yeah, the plate. And, and it's coming at 99, so, you so you're gonna quick, have to quick. turn, yeah, you're gonna have to make your decision, yeah. And Randy Johnson. Make a, yeah, make a business decision. Yeah, they said Randy Johnson was similar, <laughs> yep, yep, that he can hit pitches, it. but it didn't matter, it did not matter yeah, because yeah. you can Even know what's coming because, but Lance is not that guy, and he he's another guy that. His success is like on fastball. the accuracy.
0: He doesn't like his fastball. No. He's got like a ninety-six mile an hour fastball. He doesn't like it. I don't he, think he, he has I don't, no think he the, I don't think he likes the
1: I I don't think he likes the command that he okay. he's lacking yeah. on that fastball. And it happens to a lot of guys. Um mm. there's some pitchers that all they throw is change ups. And if you remember, I'm going to use Greg yeah, he Maddox. He's
0: like breaking stuff. Yeah. Like you, that's
1: him. I'm going to use Greg Maddox. Nobody understood that Greg Maddox could throw the ball 94 miles an hour. He just never wanted to because he has so much movement mm-hmm. with his pitches that every once in a while he'll run it up there just to let yeah. you know, I got it. Yeah. But I don't need it. Yeah. Because I've got you guys off balance. So the biggest thing for me is not necessarily Lance McCullers, it's the ineffectiveness of the Astros' bats. They're, the they're, yeah, of the they they are quiet. Yeah. There's no explosion coming off of those things. Uh we talked about um uh Alvarez uh Jordan oh, man. what he did what he did in that first ser- or the second series he's when he hit the home run. Sense. What did I tell y'all when we wow. came in here? I said, "Man, he's struggling. Look at where his bat angle is when they show us that mm-hmm. bat angle from the side." Yeah. You can see he's leaking forward because that bat is so far wrapped around his head. That's that's not where his success is. He's got to even that out a little bit to get it back level because most of the time they're doing it's slowing the bat speed. What yeah, what well, because it creates a longer swing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It Overall. creates a mm-hmm. longer swing because he's got to try to play catch up. And when you're trying to play catch Especially up
0: against some some speed, you, some yeah, smoke. You're, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, you're that means yeah. you're starting earlier than what you were used to as you. well. So yeah. it's uh the 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 struggle is at the bat. Forget these runs that we saw yesterday. Yes, it was a problem. Yes, McCullers didn't have it, but it wouldn't have mattered. If they got one run, game's over anyway because my man didn't do anything. And the Astros had some opportunities.
0: Yeah. No, it's a good point, though, and nobody's talking about that. Everybody's talking about Lance McCullers. Uh, But you're right. Astros did not give any run support at all. Um, So you got to give Suarez a lot of credit. Give – the manager yep. Rob Thompson, because so yep. that Synderga- I think Astros fans and Astros were really confident about that Syndergaard start. Yeah. Um, that they you know, what he had thrown like, but I don't think he's thrown 35 pitches mm-hmm. in the playoffs. No, yeah. He does believe you're going to get right to the bullpen right. quickly, mm-hmm. and then that would help out the Astros. Um, still got to do that, though, actually, yep. in this game tonight. We'll preview that, but yeah, you got to get to that bullpen. No doubt. Um, Even tonight, and you got to get to it quickly, just really for game five in anticipation for that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's hear from Lance McCullers because he had his own breakdown of his performance. It's a little lengthy, but I think it's pretty good. They asked him about a number of different things, his pitches. Uh, whether he was tipping pitches, all this stuff. Here is Lance McCullers right after the game three loss for the Astros.
3: Okay. What can you describe what happened out there tonight? I got beat, man. You know, they uh, they had a lot of a lot of solid pitches, I thought. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, we got beat pretty bad, and I got beat up pretty bad. So, you know, I obviously wanted to pitch well and and pitch much better than than I did. But at the end of the day, you know, all I can do at this point is, is get ready to go for a potential game seven. Did
1: they feel yeah. like you were, they were sitting on no. the slider
3: or just, they just had good at bats, you know, I mean, I felt like I made some adjustments and went on a little bit of a, of a decent run there toward the middle of the game. And then obviously it, you know, they had the two homers to, uh, to before I got taken out. So, um, you know, this is a game of adjustments and, and they're a good team. I've said that before. And, uh, I got beat today.
2: Do you think on, on any level you were maybe tipping your pitches at all? There was a conversation that Harper had before, right before a home run was
3: hit. Uh, I think guys have conversations all the time, yeah. you know, before at bats and before innings and things like that. So, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and, and and say anything like that. They, I got whooped. End of story. The breaking ball has obviously been really good for you all, all season. You hadn't given up a home run on one, um, was there just something that was making it not as effective tonight? Um, if you're, are you referring to the curveball or the slider? Uh, I mean, both of them. There's home runs that have been up on both. But. Yeah, I, I think I had given up maybe one or two on the slider um, this season. I'm not 100% sure. But, yeah, the curveball, there hadn't been much success on this year. But, um, yeah, I, I didn't make a great pitch to a, to a great player in the first inning, and Harper hit a homer, and then um, – you know, I feel like some of the other pitches I made were were solid. They just, just had good swings, man. You know,
1: Lance, you know the resiliency of your team. I understand right now, and what do you, what do you think? I mean, it's, think? it's
3: it's a game. I mean, it's one game. I mean, we, you know, we, we got, like I said, we got beat up pretty good, mm-hmm. but um, you know, we have the opportunity to come back tomorrow and, and and win a ball game, even the series up. So, you know, that's the goal now. We we win one game here, it guarantees us getting back home. So, that's the goal.
1: Yeah, um he sounds defeated. Well, I mean, he got smacked around pretty good right yeah. there. Yeah. And he understood too, you know, I had an opportunity to put my team up 2-1. And now they're down to I mean 1-2. So there's there's that in his mind and again, I still go back to the fact that the Astros bats, they left 11 men on base mm-hmm. yesterday. You, you you can't do that at, at, in the World Series. I, and you know people will say, "Well, the, the Phillies left eight on base." Well, that doesn't matter if they are already driving in runs in those situations. When you don't drive in runs, it doesn't matter. When it, 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 the story is you left eleven guys.
0: You got to manufacture. And you got to manufacture. If in home runs. Right. Then you gotta, hey, you got to match them somehow. Chip
1: away. Yeah. Chip away. And you've had you had twenty seven outs to chip away, and you didn't do it. Yep. No, I mean, I see
0: uh, you write the story. is he Lance McCullers and the, obviously the Astros' offense, the Astros' bats yep. uh, didn't show up at all. And, yeah, I mean, this is for the Astros, unfortunately, in hostile territory. I will say that the crowd and the environment made a difference.
1: Yep. Oh, my goodness. It was, it was rowdy from the very beginning. And you guy, get Harper to go, and you get yeah. Harper to jump the gate in the first inning. Yeah. yeah, you got you got an uphill battle right there. They, you you basically had to you had, you had you had you had multiple opponents exactly you end up
0: facing. Yeah, uh, and that's what happens when you have a slow start like that for on the sure. road. Um, hell, it even goes for Texas. Yeah, it, that's why you got a yep. good start against K State. Otherwise, you got multiple opponents. You got to yep. play that
1: crowd, and you got to play the opposing team. And put it like this: you're the most hated team in Major League Baseball besides the Yankees. You talked about right it. right now. They are. You're like man. You oh. are looking vilified. And the Yankees get more love than you do. Go look at Twitter right now. People are loving.
0: They were loving that the Astros just got shellacked. They they took a lot of pleasure in that. (laughs) So it is. I mean, you're the villain, and it's good. I mean, like I said, villains are good for the storylines. They create conflict, and conflict creates storylines. But right now, uh, the truth is, and this was – We talked about the hot team Mm -hmm. versus the best team. The Astros were obviously the best team, but and some people would disagree. Like, oh, man, the Astros, what do you mean? They swept their way to the World Series. Like, that don't make them the hotter team.
1: Correct. Uh, That's exactly right. The Phillies
0: came out of nowhere, which made them the hotter team, and I think we're seeing that too. They're still hot. They are still hot. No, they're white hot. They're white hot. That's like, (laughs) man,
1: these dudes are coming out, and they are swinging the bat. And they're young, and you can
0: tell that – they were almost ignorant in a good way to the
1: magnitude
0: of the moment and right. everything against the Astros, all that kind of stuff. Didn't matter to them. Right. And They're just out there think just about playing it. ball. The third baseman,
1: <laughs> Alec Baum, earlier this year, I don't know if you guys remember this. He got a ball hit to him, made an error, made a couple errors in a game, and the fans started booing him. Mm. And they caught him on camera saying, I blank and hate this place.
0: I do remember this. Yeah. I remember this. And then, you know, yeah. they go
1: through the season. He starts playing this. well. Yeah. Everything starts happening. And then just the other day they did an interview with him, and he said, man. I just love this place you know just because he knew and he smiled and he walked off so hey, it's a love-hate yeah. relationship yeah. it's oh, a thin sure. line
0: between love and hate everybody knows that
1: play well they'll uh-huh. love you. you you play go. bad it's like they a, gonna like, hate it's you like a married couple that's been married
0: for a while man. <laughs> exactly They yeah, might have a, a fight and it's like oh man it's like they hate each other and the next day make up sex
1: and right it's like, oh this is amazing this, yeah. is, this is the best thing ever <laughs> let's fight go. again
0: he's had a lot of make up sex with the Philly fans and right now in the World Series they got out of momentum uh, so yeah. we'll see if the Astros can snatch that back. We'll talk about the Astros Game 4 against the Phillies tonight. We'll preview that coming up a little bit later on at the top of the 5 o'clock I want to get to these college football playoff rankings. Oh A lot goodness. of onions, right? A lot of layers to this onion, if yeah. you will. Uh, so we'll get to that coming up next segment. We'll break it down, we'll talk about TCU and the Big Twelve. Hey, the Longhorns even getting some love in the what? latest college football playoff rankings. Yeah, you know it. You know they are drinking that Kool Aid too. Everybody's what? drinking some of that burnt orange Kool Aid. Don't these dudes got three losses? Except for the Longhorn things. <laughs> right, there you go. And we'll talk about that coming up right here on Ball Don't Lie. One for another horn.
1: All right, thinking
0: and if I, what you need it,
1: I need kind of I need
3: I welcome
0: can't. back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 on the Horn. It is uh, time for midweek movie music. My man Patrick takes uh, some jams from uh, a soundtrack of a movie uh, that he was inspired by, uses those selections for midweek movie music, and Hard and I are supposed to guess exactly what the saw what the movie is based on those songs played. Um oh man, yeah. I know who this is, though. It's Anthony Hamilton. Man. Yeah, you know the voice. You know
1: that voice. I know
0: the voice. Yeah. So Uh, it's got to be. But Say it.
2: Say no, it, huh? I'm saying it's gotta no, be. Saying, no, I'm saying, say saying it.
0: it's gotta be. A, what has gotta be? It's got what it's gotta <laughs> be harsh? what has gotta be hard. What has gotta be hard? What has huh? gotta be hard? I'm saying. What it, no, no, no. What it's I'm trying be to harsh? see if what Anthony Hamilton is on the soundtrack. What it gotta be harsh
1: I'm saying it's gotta be an what it, what, older
0: movie. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying, where yeah. he
1: throws it, where mm-hmm. he he's on the soundtrack. I really don't That's, know. Oh, oh. Now I you really, don't really, know. really don't know. Uh, uh,
0: what? It, yeah, Patrick. What it gotta be if Anthony? You know what
3: I'm saying? You like? Well, it got it. No, I'm saying. What it
1: gotta be? No, I'm. I'm, I'm
3: uh-huh, yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to
1: think of what movies mm-hmm. would have Anthony Hamilton on it, and, and
2: there's not very <laughs> many that come to <laughs> mind for me right now. <laughs> Do we have a time? I think you're frame? on
0: to something that I think. Was, I, you always
2: get till the the third song, which is yeah. the start of the four PM hour.
0: I think Harsh is on to something. I'm sorry. I think I <laughs> <laughs> made you feel bad about I'm it. No, yeah, Texas uh, already I, got, I, got know, it. So. Really? Yeah, Texas already got it. I think I interrupted your thought and I apologize. No, you didn't think I'm trying to think of what like a black movie. I was. You <laughs> know, you were. Yes. It's like it's gotta be a I black I don't think movie. it's Cadillac Records, but
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> if he writes in a black movie,
2: I mean, yeah, kinda. Yeah, <laughs> see, see you yeah. Are. yeah, you were right in your casual racism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say Panther I wouldn't say racism. it is a a fully black movie. It is a ma- major movie. It's a yeah. major motion picture that. Okay, I think I got it. Okay. What
0: What is it? Is it Black Panther? It is not. Oh, nice.
2: Okay.
1: All right, that's why I'm gonna a, come I was back, like to back to the next one. Like, yeah, <laughs> he was like, "Is Black Panther supposed to come out next week?" <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I got you. Thought he was going I there. got you. All right, all right. There
0: you go. All right, all right. Hard just giving you. I'm trying to casually pick. racist hints about <laughs> what it could be. <laughs> <laughs> let's, get, let's get to the college football playoff Facts. rankings.
3: <laughs> you were right, though. I, I was in the saying. vicinity. As as you said, I, was yeah. like, I know
0: exactly where you're going. I'm like, I'm not in the vicinity. I'm not going to say it. you can say it. All right, so with the college football playoff rankings, which were released yesterday, uh, obviously a lot going on yesterday. But the uh, rankings came out, and I'll just give you the uh, top ten here. Uh, let's give you the top ten, and we'll kind of start the conversation. Uh, first, Tennessee, they got the number one spot. Then Ohio State and Georgia. Uh, Then Clemson. Michigan at 5. They have Bama at 6. TCU, your first big Mm -hmm. 12 team, at 7. Oregon at 8. 9 is USC. 10, LSU. How about that? I'll just give you more. Uh, uh, Mississippi is a 11-12 UCLA. 13, K-State. Texas next opponent. 14, Utah. 15, Penn State. 16, Illinois. Uh, North Carolina at 17. Mack Brown. Uh, 18, Oklahoma State. Uh, Tulane. Man, that K-State loss, Mm -hmm. Tulane not looking bad. Uh, Tulane at 19, Syracuse, Ken Folk, uh, Dino Babers & Company, Syracuse at 20, Wake Forest at 21, NC State at 22, Oregon State at 23. How about them Longhorns? Yeah. 24. Mm -hmm. And then UCF at 25. The Longhorns, I believe, are the only 3 lost team. To be in the top twelve. That's what
1: I was saying. Like, how did that happen? They're giving them a lot of love because of the. Are you? Are you? So you're disagreeing with that ranking? With three losses? Absolutely.
0: Okay. Absolutely. Oh, wait, Texas mean, may be the best three loss and three quarter team in the country. That- <laughs> <laughs> so, go ahead, so Rob. Say, it, say, it, Rob. Say. <laughs> <No>, I just <laughs> said hey, that's probably yeah. what the committee
1: was thinking. Yeah. But you disagree with this? I I do disagree okay. with it. I mean, yes, we know lost by one point to Alabama, but. How, let's go back to the losses. You've been up in every single game that you end that, up losing. Doesn't that help him? I would think no. I think because <laughs> you're not finishing. It. You just said it. I agree. You're with. the best three loss three quarter team that we play for. We did play so four. when you look at the records, it's like okay, if they win those games, then I have no problem with it. If because the, they would be in a different spot, or if they win two of those games, I wouldn't have a problem with it because their 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 win probability has gone up. How many games have we? The one game that they were not supposed to win was what the Alabama. Alabama if game. we're going if, if we're going by the football well, index, well, remember they got ranked after the Alabama game.
0: Exactly, they got they were they one of the first teams we've ever known. that got ranked after a loss,
1: right? Because so, everybody was drinking the Kool Aid. Yes, yeah,
0: so they've been itching to rank Texas higher. They got ranked after losing the Alabama game. They beat. The hell out of Oklahoma, and yeah, I think they got ranked after beating the hell out of Oklahoma, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with, but Oklahoma, of course, didn't even have a quarterback, uh, and basically they, they got ranked after a bye week, <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> like, and, you know, and I think this is a great place to start because I think this is kind of where the the playoff committee they're they're basically trying to. Um, they're trying to throw up the, the veil of some type of formula. Like, they're trying to throw out these random rules and that, like there is some type of structure or criteria for the Cottrell playoff. And the truth is, there isn't. Right. They're just kind of ranking these teams based on what they think. And the truth is, one of the things that does matter, and I don't know if it should matter as much, but let's just be real about it, it's, it's privilege. Hmm. Right. It's it, you know, what it's, I mean, it's it's, it's a reputation. Yes. It's having its old, old money. Yeah. Right. The old blue blood status. They, that's why they like Texas. Right. they Want Texas to be ranked really high. They want it really, really bad. Why? Because it's Texas.
1: They want the, the brand. They want the brand
0: high. And it's yeah, so a part of this is privilege. And honestly, that's something that TCU lacks.
1: That they is don't true. Don't have that. They don't have it. They'll
0: think they have it. They'll say, "Oh, go look at our tradition." Uh, but we talking about, you know, we talking the about cachet, real, right? real, blue blood status. Yeah, and they the don't cachet. have that, yeah. and that's what hurts. To, hurt them in 2014, and it's going to hurt them now. So the, it's true that the. The committee actually likes Texas, I think, because they like the brand of Texas. And, yes, they showed a lot of love to K-State, too, and what Oklahoma State has done. But they don't respect the Big 12 as a whole. The Big 12 is still the Rodney Dangerfield of college football, major college football conferences. It gets no respect at all. They still think the ACC is better as a conference, what they're saying here, essentially, than...
1: The Big Twelve. Do the you feel like? Do you feel like the ACC is better? No, no not don't. at all. I, I mean, think, because yeah. you look at it and you say, okay, top to bottom, I, if if Kansas's quarterback doesn't get hurt, I would take every single team in the Big Twelve, besides West Virginia, to go and play teams in the ACC, and I think that Texas, I mean Texas, the Big Twelve will would prevail yeah. against majority of those teams. I have no doubt in my mind with that. So when we sit here and we look at these numbers and you say, okay, look at what happened last when we were at um, Star Bar. Yeah. Clemson almost lost. They should have lost that game. To Syracuse, Syracuse is ranked though. Right. Right. Syracuse is ranked now too. But they should have lost that game. And then we don't have this discussion about the ACC. Because now we look at Syracuse. Syracuse just lost to Notre Dame. Yeah. You know, so it it, it balances itself out. That's why when we initially get these rankings, and I know it's good for us because it gives us fodder and we can talk about it, but a lot of times I think the committee, when they go in there and do it, they're like, how many people we're about to piss off? (laughs) Let's try to to (laughs) engage some of these things because everybody can go in there and say this team is better than this team, and would you play them at a neutral site? How would they match up? Because that's what happens when you go to these playoff games. What will be the matchup at these neutral sites, and who do you think would win? Do you still believe that Alabama will go in there and beat majority of these teams? I don't. We saw it. No. They're not the same Alabama team, although we were told this may be the best team that Nick Saban has had. But it's a it's reputation. It's Nick Saban, right.
0: and it's Alabama. Right. So they'll get the benefit it basically is about benefit of the doubt and they get you get <clears> benefit <throat> of the doubt. Unfortunately TCU's not getting that. And then when they asked the uh, college football playoff chair, Boo Corrigan, uh, who is I think the NC State uh, AD. What up, Boo? <clears throat> right. I like the name. Uh, <laughs> about TCU being one spot behind Alabama. He said, "Quote, we're looking for a balanced team, offense and defense." Yeah. They've gotten behind in games. He literally, see, this is the strange thing, he had just talked about Ohio State and talked about how they had an explosive offense and complimented the fact that they came from behind to beat Penn State and then with the same breath talked about TCU. Oh, man, they've been behind a lot. We don't really like that. And TCU, they have come from behind a lot but they, they still win they're, winning, they're the games. winning the game winning the game and I hate to say it I think it's it goes back mm-hmm. to the sex in the city quote and I think they made it into a, a movie and a book and everything um he, they're just not that into you yeah. TCU. <laughs> yeah and for I think an, a, a, now you still control your own fate if you win out you're yeah. undefeated you're in they're not gonna deny you that. But we all know, I mean, the likelihood of going undefeated, it's really hard to go it's undefeated rare. in a it's Power rare. 5 conference, man. It's rare. And I think the, the playoff committee knows that, and they're just just—they're just hoping and just really depending on uh, how the situation shakes out for TCU. But I think they're hoping, and based on the odds, they're probably right, that TCU won't be go undefeated for the rest of In the big schedule.
1: 12 yeah they,
0: so, now they could they could because yeah. the big 12 hell you can lose every game or you can win the rest of your game exactly everybody can everybody
1: can do that here <laughs> yeah but so here here's my dilemma we talked about this and we talk about this every single year what good is a power five if you're only taking four teams that makes zero sense to me about gotcha. the playoff situation and then you go out there and you also say you know what I know we call it the Power Five, but let me eliminate the, one of the teams. As a matter of fact, I might eliminate two of the teams because I'm taking two teams from the SEC. So now you're sitting there and you're like, so what is the purpose of what we're doing? And you look at this weekend. You got number one, Tennessee, which, mm-hmm. by the way, shout out to Tennessee doing that thing, Josh Heupel. And then you look at they're playing number three, Georgia, yeah. who, by the way, is defending national <laughs> champion. Well, don't tell me that every single year we're going to have a clean slate. We're not going to go off a past and all this <laughs> reputation. Oh, they do. They, when it's they obvious. They they no, that's they what don't. I'm saying. They, it's yeah. obvious. Quit yeah. saying that then. Just be sure. honest with the people. Saying, hey, this is why we gave them the benefit of the doubt. Because look at the last six years. Alabama has been here and they've represented well. Say yeah, that. You could. Don't go out there and say, "No, this is a clean slate and we're looking at everyone and embodying everything that they do during these games." Then that's not the truth. That's not the truth because of what you just said. Yes. You broke it down to where you look at all these teams that have come from behind, they're winning. Everybody is undefeated in the top 5, 6. Not number 7 is Alabama and you're ahead of an undefeated uh, TCU team. Yeah. Doesn't make sense to me.
0: Uh, no, it doesn't. mean. But they they will try to make sense of it. They right. will try to rationalize it. They'll try to explain what the truth is. That's why they don't really have a set criteria because year to year they want to figure out a way to explain this uh, – this privilege, right, right, <laughs> uh, that basis, but that's what, earned, Ultimately, dog. what it's about, and yeah. it should be, yeah, it should be more of a meritocracy where you do earn it. And hey, oh man, TCU goes undefeated in a Power Five conference; they're definitely going to be in. But even with the rankings, and I guess they're saying, hey, show me. Yeah. They're basically telling TCU, hey, you got to show us. TCU, you got to go on. You got to take Texas down. You got to beat Texas, even though you're the underdog there. You got to beat. I think they got Tech and Baylor, yeah, and Iowa State. Left. So they actually have a very favorable schedule left. Um, and, of course, they got Texas. So they, if they if they run the table, then they're in. But I think the, ben, the the committee saying, we're not giving you the benefit of the doubt. Right. Right and now, we we'll did yeah. give that to Bama. Right. We'll give it to them. Yeah. And I'm with you. I think they should just say that. And I think yeah. everybody will be like, okay. Yeah. yeah I, we'll I mean, it.
2: the fact that you can look at it and easily say, well, look, a two-loss Clemson will get us better TV ratings than an undefeated TCU in a bowl game. And we know that. So we're gonna TCU has to be undefeated and has to be really good to give us a compelling argument to make it a matchup that we think people want to watch. No. Is it right? No. But that's the way they're they're just going, look, we know that Clemson is a name across the country. So across the country. TCU will get ratings in Texas. They won't get ratings on the East Coast if we put them in a big game. So we just you know, you really you really gotta go out there. And if you could win by 30, 40 points so people are talking about you, that'd be really nice because then we can bump you up. People are talking true. about you. I guess but if you're coming back, thing. You're, not, you're not. You're not. No one's talking about you. Yeah, and so that's not right. We can argue, <laughs> but I don't know if there's a system that will ever be right in that way, because otherwise you're going to get in, some team will go, oh yeah, we're 12 and 0 every year, and you go, you don't play anybody, right? And they and go, that, well, we the scheduled part. them, <clears throat> yeah. and then so there is no perfect system, but you can tell with this, it's like yeah, you're looking at rings. Ohio State's ahead of Michigan. Michigan looks better this season than Ohio State, but. Yeah. You can say oh, Ohio State's been been there before. They're going to get the pass on it. And they play each and they other. they play each other. Yeah. So, yeah. Fine. so if you want Michigan, out. if you want to nope. go get that spot, go take it. But we're not giving it to you until you earn it.
0: Yeah. No, that's exactly what they're telling TCU. Uh, show us and go earn. Even though TCU has a better strength of schedule yes. and strength of record yes. than Georgia, Clemson, and Michigan. <laughs> right.
1: That's why. I, that's what, right behind them. That's why I'm saying just hey, tell us what it is he, and he, quit trying to lie because people are catching you in the lie. Oh, oh, yeah. You just said it. Oh, boy. Went on TV, said it in one breath, and yeah. then flipped the script in the same second. Politician style. He oh, just, my goodness. He was like, hey, and you everybody's just you like, them. Them, well,
0: they came from behind, but then you said TCU right. comes from behind too much. I'm right. Like, That's not right. It's yeah. ridiculous. We know what it is. It's ridiculous. Mean, he's, y- y'all just not that into TCU. <laughs> yeah. And they really don't like the Big 12, even though they say. And, by the way, one, one quick thing because I want to read this too. Uh, Boo, Cor- uh, Boo Corrigan, uh, the NC State, yes, he's the AD uh, of NC State, but also the college football playoff chair guy, um, he said that the conferences don't matter. <laughs> He said that until they do win until you
1: get ready to do it <laughs> yeah he said yeah.
0: he said conference status doesn't matter like how good you here's his actual statement quote when they asked him hey what do you think of the big 12 well how'd you evaluate the big 12 because it's the most parity driven uh, conference in all the power five he said quote we really don't look at conferences we're looking at individual teams <laughs> the Kansas State win over Oklahoma State was really a, quite a win. By them, but at the end of the day, we're trying to pick the best teams that we can and slot them the right way. Mm. It's like, but you you give the SEC <laughs> exactly. credit because they play in the the best conference. You always say and always have at least two teams in it, and and every year and it'd be different. If the Big Twelve had a lot of bottom feeders. The, the Big Twelve may not have any bottom feeders. The only they, one, like I said, is West o- Virginia.
1: That's oh, and, it. And, and, and they're
0: competing. I was gonna hard. say that is a very competitive bottom feeder. Yes. So, I'm with you. I mean they
1: they obviously They should have beat pit at the beginning of the year. Yeah. They're talking out of both sides of the Right. Ball. They really are. Just tell us what it yeah. is. Don't lie. Just say, Hey man, mm-hmm. I like other women. I can't lie to you, baby. I mean, I'm going to look at everything that walked by here. Well, I'm sorry. You probably should lie about that. But, but no, be real, because then she like, I've been looking at her, too. <laughs> what are you, Jada? Jada Peek and Will oh, Smith? Oh, no, we ain't here? doing all that.
0: No, man. No. You got an open relationship we, happening? We, somebody getting slapped. Uh, but to your point, to Patrick's point as well, the – they don't, I don't know if there's a true solution, but the the most ideal situation will be to expand the playoffs, which is happening. They're right. going to expand the playoffs. We know that. And also, when you look at you know too many too many conferences or major conferences for f- so few spots. We know that the Pac-12 now has got some serious issues they oh, need to yeah. address because the Big 12 just signed their new TV deal. Yes. And they got more now guaranteed in their new deal per school than they had with Texas and Oklahoma in the conference.
1: So, so they
0: get more money than the Pac-12 yeah. right now.
1: And Texas isn't leaving from all reports until 2025 anyway. So, you still got them for two more years. Man. So, yeah, that's so something. That's enjoy.
0: Something. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> enjoy. Uh, we'll get to that, of course, in the offseason a little bit more, but that's a big uh, discussion as well that'll happen. All right. Uh, that is some college football playoff uh, rankings uh, discussion. We'll get back to it a little bit later on in the show. We got the flex coming up next. Uh, we'll give you, actually, we have the all flex volleyball watch listers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to that because we're uh, day by day giving you the update on that. We'll also give you all the content happening on the flex website all that more right here on ball don't lie on 104.9 the horn
1: flex atx for the best high school sports coverage listen to the horn and go to FLXATX.com. flex 30 is brought to you by brain vault brain vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion visit brainvault.com and join the movement <laughs>
0: To Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Time for Midweek Movie Music. My man Patrick uh, takes songs from a soundtrack of a movie that inspired him, plays them for us for Midweek Movie Music, and we're supposed to guess exactly what
1: the movie was. All right, my man, Haraj has a guess. What's your guess, Haraj? I'm still going back to Anthony Hamilton in my mind. Go ahead. So I'm, I'm thinking... Is it American Gangster? There it is, American nice. Gangster. Came I like out. That.
2: 15 years ago today. Okay. 15 years go. ago today. 15 years ago today. All right. Hey man. And
1: the reason why I kept I'm thinking about, about I kept trying to think about a scene where I remember hearing Anthony Hamilton in that movie, and I was like, because we've been talking a lot about Denzel and certain things yeah. that we've been doing. About the jacket, throwing it in there. Don't be wearing that. <laughs> Alright, good. All right. All right. I'm uh, glad we got that.
0: American Gangster is the movie uh, for midweek movie music. Always uh, down to have a little uh, Denzel uh, showing some Denzel. uh, like that. Uh, All right, go check out FLXATX.com. FLXATX in the Twitterverse. Uh, There's the Players uh, by the Numbers, uh, powered by Data Savior, that's up there. Uh, Also, uh, they have the Now Maxwell. Family of Dealership Student Athlete of the Week, uh, which is actually Quentin Joyner. Uh, a little spoiler alert there. Uh, you can go check that out. Uh, they got some great stuff up there. And also, <clears throat> uh, the Clayton Construction Team of the Week is the Wembley Texans. Uh, just a shout out there as well. But go check out the Players by the Numbers, powered by Data Savior. Some great stuff there as well. And uh, the folks over at uh, FLX are working really, really hard for my man Snoop Snoop, uh, JJ Don in the crew. And also, just a little behind the scenes stuff. We're getting ready to narrow down our all flex watch list to our all mm-hmm. Flex football team. Um, and that'll be coming up uh, in a few, maybe not like a few weeks from now, toward the end of the season, which is obviously fast approaching. Okay, real quick uh, the volleyball all flex watch list, all flex finalists, I should say. Uh, first of all, these are for our middle blockers. All like right? it. We gave you our liberos already, but our middle blockers, uh, Mackenzie Boyer uh, out of Vandergriff. Uh, she's 2023 prospect Man 6-3 mm. Committed to LSU 107 blocks uh, And uh, there's a team That's obviously Heading to the playoffs uh, McKenzie ooh, I hope I get the name right It's B-E-H-L So I'm not sure If it's Bell or Bill. I would go Bell. Um, But uh, Buda Johnson, 2023 prospect, uh, Louisiana Lafayette commit, actually. 94 blocks. Raging Cajun. Yeah, 442 kills. um, And actually says Buda Johnson's headed to their first ever playoff appearance. Congratulations. Right. Uh, Kyra Dove, uh, 2023 prospect from Hendrickson, also uh, commits to Jackson State. Prime time. uh, We are sweat. Right? She met Dion already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 106 blocks, 399 kills. Uh, They're headed to the playoffs, too, and the uh, Hendrickson. And uh they are actually district champs too, so congrats to that. And uh Lucia Lange, uh 2024 prospect Hayes out uh, of Hayes, Utah Tech Commit. Broke the school's single season block record with 150 blocks so far this season, uh, averages 1.2 blocks per set. Love it. Yeah, so uh that uh right there. So we'll give you more of that, actually more of our finalists for the volleyball flex team coming up. Tomorrow and throughout the rest of the week. Yeah. There you go. So go to FLXATX.com, FLXATX uh, on all of your social media platforms. The crew is doing a great job. And like I said, we're getting ready to narrow down our all flex uh, watch list from uh, the football teams to actually our all flex teams. We're getting ready to do that too. So a lot of great participation from you. So appreciate all of uh, your efforts as well. All right, we'll be back. Come back. We'll talk Texas, K State on the other side. I want to get Hard's thoughts on the players. The second. Players only meeting. Another one. We'll get to that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on one oh four now.